Hi, I'm John M. Ketchum. I'm the author of The Zero's Journey, a modern-day survival guide to weathering accidental enlightenment. And you're listening to The Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show with Andrea in the morning. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning from wherever you are in the world, wherever you're tuning in from. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Andrea Raquel, the social entrepreneur and sugar-free coach, and you're listening to the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show, Andrea in the Morning. Thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you're listening to us live right now or on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, wow, it's so very cool. So many places you can listen from now. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much to the subscribers. You guys don't know how much that means and how, how much I appreciate that and what a difference it makes. Um, and if you're just catching a clip of this, be sure to join us on Stereo if you want to be part of the live recording. And if not, you can always catch it via podcast. As always, I appreciate you all so much. Today, we're talking about abusing the help. And I realize it's worded kind of funny and people could kind of take it any kind of way, but I'm going to explain to you what I meant. And that's probably not what you were thinking. <laughs> Y'all know me. I am not one for just being mad about a situation. I'm going to always take whatever the situation it is. I don't care. And I'm going to definitely take it and flip it around where I can rise above it, maximize it, make the most of it. Don't let, you know, anyone who's doing anything intentionally evil, you know, get the upper hand. I don't care what it is. I'm going to try to figure out a way to, you know, flip the situation. And so in thinking about this and thinking about the number of people who go through this, I decided to, you know, talk about it. And, and first of all, let's, let's just get out of the way. Anybody who's listening because people tend to think in extremes, like you can't address one side of a conversation without somebody bringing up the other side and thinking that you're leaving something out. This talk that we're about to have is in no way overlooking elderly, children, minorities, um, LGBTQ, y'all, women. We are in no way looking over the people who are typically described as being abused. I want to put that out there, first of all. But we're just going to talk about the other side of it. The reason I called it abusing the help is because most people don't realize that in all of the situations that I just named, the shoe absolutely can be on the other foot. Elderly people can abuse their caregivers. Disabled people can abuse their nurses. You know, men can be physically, you know, molested. Um, you know, it's all of the things that people take as typical and don't really consider that it could happen. You know, as a veteran, as an autistic person, I always try to speak from that perspective and not just like, oh, it's all, you know, wham, 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 everything about us. Because we always have to, um, we always have to consider both sides of the spectrum and make sure that we are giving the same love and care and consideration that we expect of others. Not that we're going to always get it, right? But if you go first, <laughs> then you're more likely to be in a position to show other people what it looks like as opposed to always expecting someone else to do right by you, right? Um, and always, certainly, we always want to say in the situation, if you can get out of the situation, you get out of it. But oftentimes, from this perspective, it's not even a situation you can't get out of. It's usually something that you deal with and blow off and don't even consider abuse, right? Whether it be in the workplace, 
um, like I said, whether you might be the caregiver, um, children can absolutely abuse parents. There's so many different perspectives and so many situations I've even just heard about recently coming up where this is concerned. Um, so I would like to offer a few um, ideas maybe on how we can um, deal with situations like this when it arises, right? So first of all, again, get out of it if you can. Like, and I wanna reiterate that because a lot of the people that I'm speaking to right now, situations people have, have shared with me, stories I've read, empaths take a lot of stuff off of people and then when they can't take it anymore, then they're ready to blow up or stop being nice people. And we can't do that. Like you can't allow people to take advantage of your time or your energy or your resources to the point where you're no longer doing the thing that you know that you're supposed to be doing, that you know that you're called to do. We just cannot allow that. And we can't have it happen and then be blaming the other people. Because guess what? People are going to always, always, always take as much as you will allow them to take. And that's a sad reality. Not everybody. That's not true of everybody. Some people are gracious. Some people take what they can or what they need to, and they leave something for others. Everybody's not like that. And we cannot go around expecting people to be like that, right? Because you don't know. You don't know what someone else's mindset is. Um, you don't really know how they were raised. You only know the side that they present to you. And so stewardship is making sure that you manage your time and your resources so that other people don't really have the opportunity to take more than what they're supposed to take. If it's, if it's take one, if everybody, if it's everybody take one, whatever the thing is, then is it good stewardship for us to let one person come up and take five? Nope, it's not. And so we have to, as caregivers, as empaths, as managers, leaders, we have to really, really start um, being wise stewards of our time if we're not already so that you don't end up like doing it being forced to do it if you will you know a lot of times people don't establish boundaries until there's illness or a loss or you know something like that but in reality if you don't establish some type of boundaries and standards then you won't realistically be able to do the thing it is you're trying to do. It's not sustainable. It's not realistic, right? And so first of all, knowing that you have every right to establish boundaries, like it's not wrong or, or you're not being selfish if you have to take self-care time or if you have to tell people no sometimes or if you know you you pride yourself on being a volunteer and being a caregiver and looking out for people but this weekend you just do not have the energy to get like you have to say no because if you guilt yourself into saying yes that's when you crash right and so first things first is knowing what your boundaries are knowing what your standards are knowing what your triggers are and establishing um establishing realistic boundaries for yourself, okay? So even after you do that, <laughs> the reality is there are still gonna be always gonna be people to try you. Um, and I find in that situation, in those situations, it is very helpful, not that I always do it perfectly or whatever, not that I don't get, you know, 
side, blindsided sometimes too, you know, but I think that the more you, the more you establish boundaries, the more you set your guidelines and your standards, the more energy you have, if you will, for those times when you get caught off guard. And we've got two really awesome resources um, that I think are very, well, three actually I want to share with you guys. Um, the first thing is if you've never tapped into our Facebook communities, um, of course you can start with our, I'm Sugar Free Coach on Facebook. You can just facebook.com forward slash Sugar Free Coach. But then there's also forward slash Better Me Inc. Um, and this, the Extreme Network Live. And there are so many groups over there where there are people who can support you in various areas. So whether you're a veteran, or whether you're a business owner, or whether you're a parent, a mother or father, or whether you are, you're a community activist, um, whether you are whatever, like it doesn't really matter what lane you play in, you can find one, if not two or three groups that fit, right, your lifestyle. And so the idea and the goal is, is that this is a community of people and you can certainly find a TXNL exec in one of those groups to reach out to if you need like urgent support. Okay, of course, always, if it's an emergency, you want to dial 911. Um, but, you know, we're speaking generally that, you know, you're not, your life is not in danger. You don't really want to get out of the situation and you just wish it was better. That's, that's kind of like the level of advice that I can give you right now, because if it's one of those other things, again, you need to dial 911 or, um, you know, seek immediate attention because abuse is never okay, okay? However, there are some situations where people are just not very nice to one another and it is absolutely abuse. It is codependency and it is abuse and it goes on for a period of time and we allow it because, you know, sometimes we're different, we're on the spectrum, we're neurodiverse, you know, we're a caregiver, you know, uh, male, female, minority, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's like a, a million and one ways to Sunday and reasons why people, allow, you know, abusive behavior from others, um, you know, from a desire to be social to a fear of being considered an outcast, you know. Um, so it is up to us. I, I, I just firmly believe beyond, again, needing to uh, remove yourself from a dangerous situation. Um, I firmly believe that it's on us to manage ourself and our boundaries and our time so that people are not able to do this to us. Um, you're gonna always get blindsided though. You're gonna always get caught by a stranger. And I do believe that the less, the less time we spend in negative, um, entertaining negative um, conversations, the more energy we have for conversations that just kind of, you know, throw us off that we weren't expecting, whether it's, you know, you need to be extra patient with somebody because maybe they rubbed you the wrong way, but they didn't mean any harm or somebody that rubs you the wrong way all the time. But you just have to, you know, for whatever reason, you feel like you need to love that person through it, whatever various situations. Only, you know, your life. But I'm saying and these are situations that you have decided that you're going to deal with, that you're going to entertain, tolerate, et cetera, or you feel like you can't get out of for whatever the reason is, you have a whole lot more energy to deal with, manage those situations when you are not making a habit of it, if I can put it that way. Um, if you're always surrounding yourself with people who always have something negative to say to you, always criticizing you, always questioning you know, your decisions, 
you're going to be pretty much exhausted. Your self-esteem is going to be in the garbage and you're going to be flying off the handle every time anybody says anything to you. So we don't want to be at that extreme. That's not a good look. <laughs> um, so for the most part, you want to be responsible for cleaning your house and not just entertaining people who aren't, who don't have your best interest at heart, right? And, um, and then those people that you do believe mean well, but don't necessarily always say things the right way, or you all maybe, you know, rub each other the wrong way or whatever, um, then you can begin to establish healthy communication, guidelines, changes, and that sort of thing. But you really cannot do that if you're all over the place flying off the handle or other people are always flying off the handle or you always having toxic conversations. You have no idea what's going on. You're probably taking stuff out, out on the wrong people and you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea where to start. You know, you have no idea where to even, um, how to level set the conversation, if you will, right? You need, you need to start from a, a healthy environment in order to even recognize Okay, these are the things that we can work on changing. Here are some, you know, activities and some practices and some, you know, I mean, get a workbook. I mean, there's like a million and one ways for family members, sisters, siblings, coworkers, team, teams or whatever to work through their issues. Um, but you as an individual have to be willing to sort of clean house before you can really hope that that's going to be effective. Um, and if you're not willing to do that for yourself, you're adding fuel to whatever it is of the fire of whatever the situation is that you're complaining about. So um, really, 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 as always with all of my series, this talk is more about us getting our own DIY head extraction than it is about who did what to us. And, you know, oh, they did this. And we, like, cause nobody cares. <laughs> like who ultimately, who's gonna feel sorry for us because our boss is mean to us? Like, no, you can either quit, go get another job or you can find a way to manage it. And so those are pretty much your options um, for the most part. And, and if that's the case, I think that we need to spend our energy figuring out ways to manage the situations and if there needs to be an exit strategy, planning the exit strategy. Because sometimes when you need to make an exit, you can't even focus on your exit strategy because you're too busy being mad about the situation, you know? And then you end up exiting it prematurely. You're not really ready to exit. You didn't plan it well. And now you're in a worse situation, you know? Or you get out of the frying pan and jump into the skillet, you know? And so we can't keep repeating the same cycles over and over again. This is Denise Geritano from SD Management and Consulting. You're listening to the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show with Andrea in the morning. You know, when you leave one job and go to the next one and leave that job and go to the next one off, time, off times, you didn't really fully get an idea of what was wrong with that job and what things you needed to learn. So how do you know to look for the next job and to... Um, be in a better position to not land yourself in exactly the same place? How do you know what questions to ask in the interview? And, and how do you know when you see certain behaviors from your boss and your coworkers, if it's the exact same behavior and if there's the exact same motivations or if it's totally different behavior, but it just looks the same because you haven't gotten past some of your issues, right? So um, I talked about the Facebook groups. Um, I highly, highly suggest I mean, if you're a TXNL, if you're part of TXNL at all, it's a must. Go over there. 
um, and, and be a part of a community, right? Be a part of a community where people can support you, where you can exercise your ideas and, and, and get support and, you know, like before you need it, right? Before you need it, you have to give into a community because if not, the one day when something happens and you're sitting there like, oh, I have no friends, but it's like, but you never spend any energy inputting into this community right here. So you could. So it's very important, even for those of us who are introverts to give into the community so that we have something to get back out of. Whatever your community is, you might be a random person and you don't even know what TXNL is. Um, apply that to whatever community you're a part of. Don't just be mad about the community you're a part of not being what you need it to be, but you never go over there and invest in it. We cannot do that. I don't care how scared we are. I don't care how. And if it's not the right community for you, then leave and go find another one. If you feel like the people are janky and they're every time you go over there, they're trying to take your money or people are lying. And, oh, I've been there. Trust me when I say I've been there. If you feel like that, find a different one. Don't stay in a toxic environment just because you want to be a part of a community. Don't do that. And if you don't have a community be, to be a part of where the people are just, they don't want anything from you other than to help you grow, you're welcome in TXNL. Um, there's, no, there's no fees to be a part of TXNL. Um, just be an uh, active, involved member of the community in whatever capacity you can. We do have official memberships that um, subscriptions and things you can do if you're interested in that. You can go to bettermeinc.org and click on the official member tab. Um, but also too, what you can find on bettermeinc.org is um, if you click on the training and development tab, corporate training and speakers, you see that's when we do special events. If you got to participate last month, we did YOS, Your One Solution. We'll be doing some more of those coming up. Um, but for September, we're going to be doing weekly talks here on stereo that you can be a part of and listen to various members of the TXNL executive team um, doing their different things. Um, but if you go scroll down below that underneath corporate training and speakers, you'll see a psych hub mental health courses and you'll see psych armor veteran ready support. Now, those are two very, very, very helpful, helpful resources. And I say that because even if you're not a veteran, certainly you need to learn how to work with veterans in whatever capacity. Like there's not a person on this planet who works in any type of job capacity that can say, oh, I will never meet a veteran. Like that's just not the case. But not only that, you're going to find helpful information, not just for working with veterans in your workplace, but in general. I mean, just... Good word is good word, y'all. Dealing with people who have challenges in whatever capacity, whether it's PTSD, neurodiversity, um, personality disorders, whatever the thing is, life issues, struggles, hardships, a little bit of patience goes a long way and a little bit of understanding and compassion goes a long way. And I really feel like that is the core of these courses, taking the time to understand what a person is going through makes you a little bit less frustrated when dealing with them. Oftentimes, um, and, and when we flip the situation, when we talk about caregivers, these courses are really meant for caregivers, right? Because oftentimes the caregiver to spouse or whatever is very frustrated because they can't get their veteran to X. But that's the general story of people who are neurodiverse and all types of things. But a little bit of compassion will help you to understand how to be a better 
support a better friend, a better family member, a better whatever, if you focus on how you can be there for that person instead of how you can get them to change. That's the core of it. Like with any of this, if you're going to quote unquote support um, people from a mental health standpoint, right? But since we're talking about abusing the help, right? The caregiver may experience what seems like or feels like or is abuse by someone who has PTSD or is neurodiverse or has histrionic personality disorder or bipolar or just has been abused or whatever that thing is, oftentimes it is taken out on the caregiver, the parent, the spouse, the mentor, <laughs> the pastor, whatever. Like oftentimes that person who's in the position to help is the person who receives the brunt of that. Um, most people wouldn't call it abuse, but it certainly feels like abuse to the person who's dealing with it. And if you're the caregiver and you're caring for an elderly person or you're caring for a veteran, certainly if you retaliate in any way, they're going to call it abuse. <laughs> so by all means, don't do that. But it also doesn't mean that you subject yourself to, to constant abuse and don't do anything to address it, right? Whether it is removing yourself from the situation, because y'all, it's not just because you're caring for an elderly person, it doesn't mean that that person doesn't have whatever bias issues they have. It doesn't mean it's not targeted. It's no different than when you deal with everyday people. So you have to know like what your triggers are, right? What you're dealing with, what's considered hurtful and all those types of things so that you don't like, it's unrealistic to think that you're going to go to work every day and care for somebody who's abusive and it's never going to get to you. And you're never going to say the wrong thing. And you're never going to nothing. Like you might be mother Teresa. Very few people are, you know, there was a video circulating where there was a woman who was caring for this. She was a black woman and she was caring for an older white lady. And the white lady was very abusive of her and calling her names, racist names and spitting on her and all kind of stuff. And people in the comments of these videos would be like, oh, she's better than me. Oh, you know, I would, I would. And so a lot of us who know caregivers know, well, if you were like that, that lady, you wouldn't because um, they caregivers have like an extra special kind of sauce that makes them be able to tolerate you know, stuff, whether they work in a mental institution or even with children or whoever, right? However, my other thought was, mm, she still though did kind of retaliate because if she didn't retaliate, I would have never seen the video. So <laughs> at some point, somebody decided that this lady was being so mean and abusive that they were going to videotape it. And then it ended up on the internet. So like, even though you didn't retaliate physically and like fight the lady or anything, you still plastered her face all over the internet, which mm, do we want to go around doing that to people? I mean, if it's that bad, again, remove yourself from the situation. If you can't manage the situation, help the person out of it, um, y'all can't do some therapy, grow past it, et cetera, et cetera. If you can't like, like if you can't get over it, you should remove yourself from the situation because in no way should we be retaliating at all because therein lies, therein lies like the plight of the empath, the caregiver, the minister, the teacher, the mentor, the leader, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. People are always going to 
be angry that you're a person that has to teach them something, be frustrated when they fail the assignments you gave them, not want to wax on, wax off, um, look for somewhere where you screwed up to throw it back in your face, um, set you up for failure. There are even people so that will go so far if you're the caregiver is to intentionally harm themselves so it looks like you abuse them. And that can be metaphoric. That goes all kinds of ways. And so you have to be a very, very wise empath in that if it's not something that you can really, really let roll off your back, you have to stop dealing with that person. Because if not, you like fail your whole like purpose, like everything, you call yourself an empath, you're out here trying to help people, your goal is to serve, but you allow that one person to cause you to go a different way by doing some get back or by being the one that felt the need to teach them a lesson. And that's not, we're, we're here to care, we're here to heal, we're here to help. We're not here to teach people lessons by making them, you know, giving them what they deserve, per se. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I wanted to share with that. The other link is, um, so there's two of them. One is Psych Armor, the other one is Psych Hub. Psych Hub is really awesome because it's general. Um, there's mental health liter literacy, clinical intervention, practical skills, there's um, there's courses from the healthcare provider perspective, um, and as well as for the individual, um, diversity and mental health, safety, um, there's topics for clinicians, um, suicide prevention, um, cognitive behavioral therapy, all types of things. And you all, you don't have to have a PhD in psychology to, um, benefit from this. So um, don't don't feel like, you know, you don't qualify or anything like that. Anybody, everybody can benefit from substance abuse training. Um, everybody can benefit from safety planning. Um, everybody can benefit from collaborative assessment. Right. Um, so, you know, sustainability, when we talk about it, it's not just, you know, making sure we have a generator in case the lights go out, you know, it's putting things in place ahead of time. You know, self-care is sometimes pre-work, right? Sometimes you have to do the mental, um, and the spiritual and the, um, educational work ahead of time to prepare yourself to have good, um, self-care. So I want to urge all caregivers um, I want to urge all mentors, um, ministers, sometimes doctors are the worst at caring for themselves. Um, caregivers can be abused too. And so being that you're the caregiver, being that you are the person who has control over the situation, I highly urge you to remove yourself from the situation before it gets out of hand. If you don't have the ability to um, change it, um, but retaliation is not the... Um, the not the move ever and don't allow it to um, change how you feel about yourself or what it is that you're intended to do in this world you know even if it's a patient going to work every day and having a patient call you ugly every single day you know if that's not something that you can take without letting it get to you you should remove yourself from the situation if you don't know how to counsel the person by that, maybe get down to the bottom of why they feel the need to lash out at you. If you take some of these um, courses and, and, and read up on ways to um, mitigate um, these types of conflict, um, then you may be able to um, 
heal, help someone heal through a situation like that. But if you're not able to definitely remove yourself um, before you end up like it's never, ever. Well, maybe I'm not going to say never, ever, but it's rarely ever going to be told that, you know, your patient attacked you because their family members <laughs> and whoever else you know, is absolutely going to see it as you being the authority in the situation. That goes for teachers and et cetera. So be mindful. Just thought I'd share that. Hope you all got something out of this. Thank you so much for listening to the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show with Andrea in the morning. I thank you so much, Tavares and Vita, for being here. Um, my, my homies, my crew, my TXNL execs, anybody else who's listening in the audience. You guys, we're going to cut the recording here. We'll be back with another one of these next week. Um, probably maybe do them on a weekly now. Quick little talks. And then if you want to do the behind-the-scenes chat with us, definitely join us on Stereo. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. This is Andrew S. Baker from Brainwave Consulting Company, and you're listening to the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show with Andrea in the Morning. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all joining me and not making me sit here and talk to myself. This is going to be my first recording on um, on Anchor, going out to Spotify and iTunes and ooh, even Amazon now, recording from stereo. I really like it. So um, we're going to be doing this again. I'll look forward to seeing y'all again here the next time. Take care. Happy hump day. Don't forget if your week is not going well, it's not too late to shake it up, shake it off and keep it moving. Nothing like a hump day shift to turn things around. Dance, throw some music on, do whatever you need to do. Don't let the haters bring you down. And remember that you are wonderful and you do have purpose. And, and I appreciate you if nobody else forgot to remember to tell you that today. You are making a difference in this world. And don't you ever forget that. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And we'll talk soon. Thanks for tuning in to Andrea in the Morning. This is Andrea Raquel, the social entrepreneur and sugar-free coach. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in and following. I hope you've liked our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash sugar-free coach, as well as on Twitter. You can catch me on Twitter at sugar-free coach. I will follow back and reciprocate. I always do.